1: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
2: AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of cloudy day happening. Had a little bit of sunshine occasionally. Windy. 46 the high. And temperature gonna plummet tonight. Clear skies down to 14. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, windy again, 25 the high. And then Sunday, you've heard it by now, looks like some precipitation's coming our way on the cloudy side and then later in the day, some kind of snow, sleet and rain thing happening depending on where you are in the tri-state area. And uh, overnight into Monday, 33, the high on Sunday. Temperature supposed to hold around that throughout the day and evening. Flyers lost 3-2 to Boston last night. Cam Atkinson of the Flyers talked about the fact they got off to a slow start, from which they almost recovered but didn't.
3: That was definitely our worst period in a long, long time. I'm not sure if it's uh, the time off. Guys that uh, you know, haven't played in a long time coming off of COVID protocol. Um, but obviously no excuses. I mean, we knew that uh, they've played a lot of hockey as of late and, you know, we did the exact opposite of what our game plan told us to do. And obviously we got back to it second and third and you saw that we started playing better and, and guys wanted the puck a little bit more. But yeah, I just slow, slow start for us.
2: Cam Atkinson of the Flyers, head coach Mike Yo talked about what that late game comeback meant against the Bruins, even though... They didn't quite finish the job
3: well i think it said that carter hart was great i think that's first and foremost what it said tonight you know even in the third period you know we uh
0: you know made some costly mistakes that uh the puck comes back and and he had to be outstanding so he gave us an opportunity to come back and uh to, to challenge for to get this game into overtime we got to be more complete we got to play a more complete game and uh you look at a number of our games lately, and, and we have spurts here and there, and we aren't capable of
3: of sustaining momentum, sustaining play. Even when things aren't going, you know, necessarily outstanding, you can't let things go really bad. And so we have to do a much better job of that.
2: It's Mike Yo, head uh, coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. You know, as I'm hearing him say that, I'm thinking there's a lesson there. Specifically, I was thinking about with uh, working out, I've been trying to be more active this year, and I'm not trying to quote unquote lose weight. I'm trying to just tell myself I am an active person, therefore I walk. And so I've been walking a mile a day most days, but I still have a long history in my head to kind of work myself out of mentally uh, in terms of the back and forthness of, of being active and not. Anyhow, I thought that very thing this morning that just because I'm not feeling it doesn't mean I shouldn't get up and go. And uh, don't doesn't have to be perfect or beautiful. Just get up and do the thing and then come back. And so uh, he talks about that a little bit. Because in case you've had a little bit of a slide lately, maybe you've uh, been trying to get healthier in the last couple of days or even week, you haven't really, don't let that stop you from moving forward today. Uh, Mike Yo, head coach of the Flyers. Uh, also, Kevin Hayes of the Flyers on a bit more of a serious note. He lost his brother uh, last summer uh who played for the Boston Bruins it was a uh, you know he was only i think 29 years old or so and it's been a tough season for him Kevin Hayes of the Flyers talked about the a little bit of the loss of his brother and and what it's been like as far as folks rallying around him that was all kind of brought up by virtue of the fact the Flyers played in Boston last night
0: Yeah I mean it's it's uh, it's obviously been a, a difficult year for my family and and with injuries and stuff but um having guys that you can lean on and Guys that have known me for a long time, and guys that have known my brother for a long time it makes it a lot easier. Between Cam, Keith, Reamer, uh, G knew my brother a little bit. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I said earlier, with ESPN, it's the uh, NHL is a it's the greatest job, greatest sport in the world, and guys prove it every day for me.
2: Kevin Hayes of the Flyers. Uh, again, they're uh, after losing three two last night. They're going to be home against the Rangers tomorrow night at seven. Sixers are home against Boston this evening at seven of the Celtic variety. And the Eagles at Tampa Bay Sunday afternoon at 1. Fletcher Cox, one of their longtime uh, stars on defense, talked about how he feels the Eagles defense has been doing.
4: I, mean, I think, uh, you know, we maybe started a little slow. And obviously, you know, obviously, um, you know um, as the season go on, everybody everybody gets better. And I think here lately we've been rushing really good as a group and um, taking advantage of the rushes when we actually, you know, get a chance to, you know, rush as a group, you know, third and long or whatever, whatever the situation may be or present to us. But I think for us, uh, you know, just rushing as a group um, collectively and, uh, you know, just holding each other accountable, I think is always uh, the biggest thing when it comes to basically rushing in the quarterback, no matter who it is.
2: Yeah, Tom Brady, of course, on the other side of the ball uh, this coming Sunday. And uh, part of that question having to do with putting pressure on Tom Brady as with anything when there's extra pressure that can help force some errors or help uh, somebody be off. And they're going to need that this sunday as far as cox himself has been out with the covid he talked about how he's feeling
4: i feel good obviously um you know i was out last week with covid but like i said i didn't get hit too bad with it just had a little little sniffy little runny nose and uh obviously the body was healing um so um i feel great you know i feel like it was a it was a bye week for me Uh, obviously uh you know you want to be here with your teammates but things do happen came in the building monday and you know feel great we could go on the field today and um, and run around a little bit more, and, get, and just prepare for the game. But as far as health wise, and as far as fresh um, physically wise, and mentally wise, I feel ready to go.
2: That's Fletcher Cox of the Eagles. Rodney McLeod talked about Tom Brady as a player, player who the Eagles are going to be facing, and what the Eagles' defense has to do to stop Tom
5: Brady. Yeah, I think Tom has seen it all, and when you have that much experience, uh, you have to do just a little bit more as a defensive unit to try and. You know, uh, create some indecision, right? Uh, and then, you know, of course, we we understand that. I mean, he can throw the ball uh, anywhere on the field, and is is just a competitor. At the end of the day, uh, he finds a way to will his team, regardless of who's out there. Uh, he's a great leader, uh, as to why he's recognized as one of the best. Um, so, you know, we understand the task at hand. We're going to have to. Execute at a high level because that offense executes at a very high level because of him. So uh, we're going to have to do our, our best at you know creating some indecision and then just really competing. Uh, when you look on, you look on film and you've seen teams who uh, who have been effective versus him. It's just a relentless effort and certain level of intensity that those guys are playing with and are finding ways to just make plays on the ball. There's going to be opportunities, and we just have to capitalize on them when they come our way.
2: That's Rodney McLeod of the Eagles to Devontae Smith simply being asked about if playing Tampa Bay earlier this season helps or hurts the Eagles in any kind of advantage or not advantage.
5: I, f- I feel like it helps, and, I mean, it also makes it harder at the same time. It helps because you kind of know what the team does. Um, it makes it harder because you can't go out there and do the same things. You have to switch things up, um, different techniques. You have to do different things. That's
2: it. Devontae Smith And a lot of sports is about keeping the other guy or the other team off balance and uh, surprise them periodically while executing the fundamentals. So we'll see if that can come together this coming Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock, Eagles at Tampa Bay. Uh, By the way, today, a couple of the Eagles named to the Associated Press's All-Pro team, which is pretty cool. Lane Johnson, a second-team All-Pro, and Senator Jason Kelsey named as a first-team All-Pro. Speaking of Eagles, uh, we have a special guest coming up in just a moment. Dave Spadaro, who's a longtime Eagle insider. He's been with the organization for a long time, and he walks the halls every day, talks to the players. We're going to get a little insight as to how things have been going this week as the season uh, comes to uh, playoff mode now, and we'll see what he has to say about a couple of things, including Jalen Hurts, their star quarterback. Uh, We also have Adam Holtz coming up. He's the director of Plugged In for Focus on the Family. I love having uh, him on. Adam has a lot of insight. He spends his days and nights uh, watching movies, listening to music, keeping up on social media and trying to filter it through to help you have, uh, make good decisions about what you and your family watch and listen to and certainly gives you the uh, the leeway. He doesn't try to take over for you, of course, but he wants to give you some practical tools and some wisdom. So we're looking forward to Adam joining us specifically about 10 big movies that are sed- uh, scheduled scheduled to come out in 2022. So Ad will be joining us. And, of course, we have our Now That's Punny segment to cap our fine broadcast off with. That's all on the way. And, by the way, our pre-born scoreboard number. We're up to 188 ultrasounds and 262 to go. We're teamed up with preborn, which is a ministry that provides free ultrasound sessions for pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. It's a gentle yet powerful and effective way of promoting life. It's one way you can. There are many others. January being Sanctity of Human Life Month we're hoping to have folks call in or go online and pick up the cost of one or two, they're $28 maybe you can do one or five or ten, we've had folks do all kinds of things, if you want to be a monthly uh, contributor toward that, it actually counts times ten with our goal, so if you're perhaps willing to do a, a an ultrasound a month, that'll count ten toward our goal of 450 so we're at 188, 262 to go, to help with that it's 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, or WFIL.com. The pre-born banner and the scoreboard's right there. We update that each day. Thanks so much for listening in. As we get our famous Friday show rolling, you listen to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app.
1: Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL. And at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles fly, on the road
6: to
5: victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! AM
2: 560 WFIL, it's Tim DeMoss' show. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro checking in. How are you today, my friend? Tim, I'm doing great. The Eagles are back in the playoffs. I mean, who would have thunk it? That's <laughs> true, especially after how things started. Let's start with the obvious: the game on Sunday, Eagles at Tampa, one o'clock. What are what are the main things on your uh, front burner of your brain about this game?
6: Um, I mean, look, I, I think the front the, the the obvious things are the Eagles just have to play a great game. I mean, it, there, there's really no magic formula here. They have to find a way to get Tom Brady unsettled, which I think every team has tried to do for the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, they have to, everything from a pass rush to really be sound in their communication on the back end and coverage offensively. They've got to control the football. They've got to get off to a fast start. They cannot fall behind 14 to nothing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and expect to come back and win the football game. I mean, so I, I, I really think controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and really just raising their play. Um, It is a a wonderful accomplishment to reach the playoffs. And the Eagles turned it around, and that is kudos to them. Now you're stepping up in class to play the defending Super Bowl champions and the greatest quarterback of all time. So if you cannot go out there and play 60 minutes of great football against this team, you're going to find it very, very difficult to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. I don't care what the weather conditions are and how everybody wants to say, oh, the rain and the wind is going to favor the Eagles.
2: Didn't Tom Brady play in New England for however many years?
6: Right. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Eagles step up in class on Sunday.
2: Jalen Hurts himself. A couple questions. His calm has uh, becoming kind of a thing people talk about. You've seen him. you talk talked to him. Is he as calm as he appears, and why do you think he is, if so?
6: Yeah, I just think he's got the right demeanor for a quarterback. I think he's just an he's unflappable kind of guy. I really have enjoyed my time getting to know Jalen and appreciate the personality that he has and the leadership that he possesses. And so I'm really – I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles this moment. Now, uh, he has been in many, many big moments in his career, and he's been in the spotlight since high school. So I don't anticipate that being a problem. I think that what's going to be the big challenge is not the the glare of the the big game. It's going to be a a very good Tampa Bay front that that can come after him with power on the inside and a lot of speed – from the linebacker position uh how does he handle that what kind of decisions does he make he he didn't have a statistically good game the first time these teams met back in october so he needs to elevate his game tim i believe always that you know in general this is a very general comment the best quarterback wins the game so can jalen hurts outplay tom brady that's my question
2: yeah do you think he thinks that way or do you think he thinks literally more about what's in front of him I'm yeah guessing.
6: yeah no no he doesn't think of that i uh, look i'm the i'm the dreamer you're the dreamer we're all fans <laughs> we all love the team you know, right we're all we're not we're not we're not i'm not i'm sure it's heck not built to be a quarterback i'm way too emotional he has the right unflappable demeanor and i think that's really admirable
2: uh dave Madero, our guest he's an eagles insider on twitter you can find him there i've been with that team for many many decades and uh uh, well, not many many
6: decades, many years, but only up two and a half decades. All right, you know, let's not let, let's not let's not let's not you know
2: start go too far here. Well, maybe it feels like, like maybe,
6: these
0: days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a <laughs> it's a compliment more than anything that you're part know, of the I fabric know. of things. But um, is you use the word leadership? Is Jalen Hurts uh, the, um, the Philadelphia Eagles leader versus a leader? That's a good question. I think he's
6: a leader. I mean, when you have a locker room that's got the likes of. Jason Kelsey, you know? I mean, I think we all agree that he's a leader. Yeah, uh, Fletcher Cox in his way. Rodney McLeod in his way. Darius Slay in his way. I think it's a really good mix. The Eagles have done a nice job mixing the locker room and, and, and having some veterans work in there uh, with some young players and show some of these young players the way of life in the NFL. So I think that's all really made, what's made it work this year. Is, it, is A young player like Jalen Hurts knows that it's not all on him. He's got a strong veteran offensive line in front of him and, and some players who can uh, handle the football around him. So I think that, that takes some of the pressure off a, a guy who started, I think mean, what 19 games, in his career? Something yeah. like 18, 19 games. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's not all a Jalen, and I think it's, it's a really good mix of players.
2: Well, and to, be, and to your point, I guess every team needs different things, and you can't be what you're not. I mean, it's not fair to ask him to be Tom Brady, or nobody really, but a quarterback that's been around for many years, he hasn't had a chance to be around for many years, so you got to give him time to, to grow into that. Maybe he becomes more of a front, you know, presence of, up front, but he leads also in a different way. Everybody's got a different way of, of being a leader, so... Um, in fact, here's just a kind of off question with that. Jalen's – I don't know how many touchdowns he's rushed for this year. Um, every time I see him run the ball in, I think, you know, whatever it takes to win, right? And he seems like he'd be a very unselfish guy. But I also think, you know, I'm sure a quarterback wants to spread the ball around, help all the offensive players feel that they're they're able to get a touchdown in their column as well. So do you think um, – and it comes into playing contracts and all that. What are your thoughts just on, uh, you know, that that sort of thing rather than perhaps – Trying to keep the team happy by handing the ball off rather than rushing it in himself, for example.
6: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think the individual statistics come into it. I think he's had ten touchdowns rushed this year. I really do think Jalen is a, a team first guy. And yeah. I, I look, I, I think when you are in a position, Tim, where he was the the quarterback of the highest profile college team in the country, and he got benched in front of the entire world. Hmm. And so instead of sulking or instead of transferring right away, and he came back and he actually then replaced and won a huge game to get Alabama back into the national championship later in his career. Right. So I that to me is, is, is the mark of a really unselfish young man, and he's only matured since then.
2: That's great. Dave Spadaro, been kind enough to take time out of his busy day. Is there a piece or two you've done recently folks might want to check out? I'm sure all you of you. You know, it, it's it. been an
6: interesting week, Tim. I always, I always. We do a podcast, Eagles Insider Podcast. We'll have an instant reaction from the locker room on on Sunday. And then, you know, I did a little piece today on the website, just kind of like the words, the week of words from the players. And I think it's just been interesting to hear what the players have said. I think everybody's heard enough from the analysts. And I think the players have had an interesting perspective this week. It's a mix of don't let your emotions get the best of you to, you know, we understand that we are playing the greatest and we're playing the Super Bowl champions. So we want to find out what we are made of, and I think that's kind of the theme of this football game. What are the Philadelphia Eagles? What is Nick Sirianni made of in a playoff situation? We're going to find out.
2: Yeah, Nick actually mentioned this week about preparing and trying to carry out business about the same way it's been done all year. It's always a great question, especially when playoffs roll around in any sport. Do you do anything differently? Do you keep it business as usual, or do you actually let the specialness of the playoffs Factor in somehow, whether it's an appreciation for it, it's wise to sit down and take it in and think about it a little bit more than just just business as usual. I don't know if you have a thought on that from what you've seen over the years.
6: Yeah. You know, Tim, I think that you sometimes, I think for the first time, you know, you go through it and then you look back and whether it was a success or not a success, you you go back and go, okay, what worked? What didn't work? I think as you're going through it, you go, all right, I'm going to try to keep everything the same. And then you see what the result is, and then you say, "Well, maybe next time I'm going to do this differently or that differently." So, I think for Nick, um, as as normal as he's kept it this week, and it has been very normal in terms of the practice routine and you know walk through practices, etc. I think whether the Eagles win or lose in this playoffs, we'll find out. Um, he's going to go back and review that and say, "Well, the next time I get there, I want to do this a little differently, or I want to keep it the same." So, yeah. Um, but for I can tell you, for right now, it's been a very. Uh, uh, Energy-filled NovaCare complex, the practices have been walk-throughs largely. Today they practiced at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, but, you know, they were indoor walkthrough practices on Wednesday and Thursday. You know, you're not going to get a – you're not looking to hit. You're not looking – you're trying to get things done schematically. You're trying to make sure that everybody's on the same page mentally. You're trying to make sure that these guys are f- fresh physically for Sunday – I think those are the goals, and then the Eagles have to come out with a great amount of energy and focus and precision. And Tim, the only thing I think is really super important: they have to get up on the on the on the on the uh, Bucks here. They they cannot play from behind and, and expect to beat Tampa Bay.
2: Well, let's see Sunday afternoon at one. Dave Spadero again, kind enough to spend time with us today. When, what's a very busy day heading into the weekend? Uh, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. You can find his work there. And is there another best place to follow you or keep up with what you're doing?
6: philadelphiaeagles.com is fine. Eagles Insider Podcast, Eagles Insider on Instagram. Uh, And, Tim, go Birds because it's been a great season of turnaround. The Eagles have have bounced back after a really bad 2020. They've got three number one draft picks next year. The present is exciting, and the future is bright for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know the fans are enjoying that.
2: Absolutely. Thanks again, my friend. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Tim. You too. Take care now. Bye-bye. Take care, man. Steve Spadaro, Eagles Insider. Again, uh, Eagles Insider on Twitter. PhiladelphiaEagles.com simply for the work he does and all the other content that they push out there. And uh, Sunday afternoon, Eagles at Tampa Bay, Sunday at 1. Uh, looking forward to that very much. Brief break. And then we're bringing on Adam Holtz uh, who'll be uh, joining us. He's director of Plugged In with Focus on the Family. We enjoy having him on every now and again to Get an idea of what's going on in the world of movies and music and many other things. And we'll be uh, chatting with him here in just a second. So hang on for that. We also have our fun pun segment to crap, uh, cap things off here.
1: You listen to The Tim Demas Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. It's The Tim DeMoss Show Podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's just about
2: four thirty. The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philadelphia. Thank you for tuning in. Adam Holtz with Focus in the Family joining us. He's director of Plugged In. Hey, Adam, how you doing, man?
3: I'm great, Tim. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm enjoying playing the um, Vince Garaldi Christmas music, even though it's January. I'm one to believe that winter extends beyond the 25th of December. Yep. And, And Christmas lights are okay to keep up, and it's all right to, you know, enjoy music like this it's very relaxing it's my favorite christmas album
3: oh it's so great and you know one of my family mottos our family mottos is it's always one day closer to christmas so i love that know, yeah because it is now my glass half empty child would say it's always one day further away from christmas <laughs> too but I'm like all right we don't need to work the paradox that hard let's go with the positive side <laughs>
2: that's right that's right well it's great to it's great to connect with you as the year is getting started you guys have a good christmas time
3: we did have a good Christmas time. Yeah, it's been uh unseasonably warm here and uh we can get our first snow until in January, which is unheard of here. Wow. So yeah. I mean, I love the warm weather, but obviously uh in this part of the country, wildfires are always an issue and obviously we've watched the horrible horrible fire that, you know, swept through the northwest suburbs of Denver and and it's like it's unbelievable. So we need the snow. We need the snow, even though I like the warm weather.
2: Yeah. Well, Adam has joined us uh, every now and again. He is director of Plugged In with Focus in the Family. And Focus, of course, airs on our radio station a couple of times each weekday and several times over the weekend. There are different iterations of it and different programs and different facets to the ministry of Focus and the Family. And Plugged In is certainly a very practical aspects of what focus is about uh, as we get rolling here uh, just share for a second you know the the elevator speech or whatever that people are like plugged in what's that all about just to people know kind of what it's about and, and how you go about your day getting you know doing the, the job you do
3: yeah you know we want to give families everything you need to make a wise and informed decision according to your content standards with regard to your entertainment choices so movies are our bread and butter they're a big portion of the traffic on our site. If you come check out our movie reviews, you'll get a description of the movie and the plot, and then a, a pretty detailed content breakdown that deals with everything you might be concerned about, whether that's sexual content, profanity, drug and alcohol use, violence, as well as positive and spiritual themes, um, so that you can say, okay, I can't, you know, don't want to deal with that, don't want to navigate that. Okay, that's kind of on the edge. We can make that work. Um, so. We want to help you make some good decisions there, but we also want to hopefully model uh, what it looks like to think about entertainment from a discipleship perspective. That that whole worldview question of, you know, is this something that the bigger messages and the bigger themes, not just the specific content concerns, uh, are they? how are they going to impact my faith? Um, and not only do we do music, music, we do TV, video games, books, YouTube channels. Music. I uh, just got done listening to the new Skillet album, which is phenomenal. Skillet, big Skillet fan, and so you'll find our review of that up. Um, that's great. And, it came uh, out today, actually, didn't it? it? I think it released. It will be, yeah, it just came out. It will be up. I actually haven't gotten it posted just yet. Okay, so give me a, give me an hour or so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's good. That's good. So that's all there. It's a lot of work, I'm, and it's, it's kind of uh, boundless, so to speak, just because there's there's so many yeah. things you could watch and could review exactly. and listen to. So it takes wisdom, I'm sure, to figure out what to pay attention to. Um, for the purposes of having you on today, you know, I, as the year is getting started, uh, you mentioned film being the top of the pile or why people go to PluggedIn.com to look up the resources that you offer. Um, you you get to explain a little bit about how you become aware of what's coming out and then kind of when you're able to know as much as you can, because for now, I'm guessing it's just trailers. not. Sure. But, and eventually maybe when it gets real close to the release date, do you have a chance to see something the week of, the day of, or how right. does that work? Yeah,
3: Great question. You know, it depends on how big it is. Usually the bigger the film is, the closer to the release date we'll see it. So, like, when we're talking, you know, Star Wars movies or Marvel movies or DC movies, we usually won't see them until maybe two or three days before they're released in theaters. With smaller films, we will often get releases uh, either a press screening or, especially in the you know in the era of COVID, these days we get more uh, you know links to screeners online than we have ever had before. But we still make a lot of trips to Denver to go to press screenings of the big stuff that's coming up. Um, so yeah, we actually see stuff anywhere from a couple days before they come out to sometimes weeks in advance, and sometimes with Christian movies we'll see something six months in advance before it comes out. Okay. So uh, it really varies.
2: All right. And, and as a little setup to kind of going into a little bit of 2022, I will say with this program, we try to, uh, I'll often say the best way, I think that we can help anybody. I, I can help someone is to point them to the Lord, help them know them, know him. Uh, but then there are other ways I can help a person this the show and the station can be of help. And it could be something as simple as good information or remember to set your clock ahead or that kind of thing and contesting. Right. And there's all kinds of levels. So uh, whenever I have a guest on or you could just be for a good laugh and to lighten up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so whenever we have a guest on, I try to think through that lens and having you on fits a lot of uh, checks, a lot of boxes, including the fact that you are helping uh, especially parents, but I'm guessing anybody who wants to be proactive and say, before I go see this film or play that video game, what what might be there so I can really sort through what do I think, what does scripture say, and, and, and you know, before proceeding. So this is a great, it's always great to have you on because it, it does a service to the listeners to be able to really get a little idea and at least have, you know, you're doing the, the heavy lifting to allow folks to have a, a ramp, on-ramp to the, the cultural choices they're making. Up on so with with that said, movies uh, talk about whatever's you know a number of them are coming out this year all over the place and anything yeah. you want to share feel free to take the floor here and, and do so.
3: Yeah, you know we just published a blog written by my compatriot Paul Acey, and we published it last week uh, and you'll find that on our blog and it's called Interested in these ten movies? We are too, but maybe for different reasons. So we took a look at probably the top forty or fifty movies coming out this year and said, okay which are the ones that that are big movies that are going to get a marketing budget that you're going to know about them. You know, in this, this weird COVID age, there's so much stuff coming out. There's so much stuff streaming on Amazon prime and Netflix and Disney plus and HBO max. And you know, the list of services these days, you know, you practically have to have three hands just to count them all. <laughs> um, so we tried to sift through that and say, okay, what are the ones that families may want to have just a little bit of advanced notice of when they're coming and you know, generally speaking, what we might expect because we haven't actually seen any of these movies yet. So right. uh, our our crystal ball is one of uh, simply prognostication at this point. Um, so I can just walk through those pretty quickly if that sounds good. Absolutely, go for it. Well, let's start with Death on the Nile, which comes out February 11th, and this is Kenneth Branagh. I always want to like go full uh, British Isles and say <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> you know, uh, too much Monty Python as a child, probably. Yes. Uh, he, he is back as uh, Her, uh, Hercule Poirot, I always mispronounce his name, which obviously is one of Agatha Christie's beloved detectives. Yes. Uh, and uh, as the title tells us, there's a death on the Nile, and he is uh, he's determined to get to the bottom of it, just like Murder on the Orient Express, only with more of an Egyptian flair to it. Uh, this will be a PG-13 movie that uh, likely will have a little bit of violence and a little bit of suggestive material. So keep an eye out for that one. The next big one <clears throat> that we're both anticipating because we're comic book fans and yet kind of holding our breath on is The Batman. And I say The Batman because it's a part of the title you know, when they reboot things 78 times, they have to use, uh, you know, a definitive article to set it apart from the last one, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. exactly.
3: Um, and this one stars Robert Pattinson, and you're like, Robert Pattinson? Isn't he the sparkly vampire and the kid who died in Harry Potter? Yep, that Robert Pattinson uh, is now taking over the cape and cowl of the Dark Knight. Uh, this one has him going up against the Riddler and maybe some other you know, traditional Batman enemies, man, the trailer for this one looks crazy, crazy dark. Hmm. And ever since Christopher Nolan rebooted our idea of what a superhero movie can be with his Dark Knight trilogy, yes. I'm telling you what, man, DC has been all in on darkness, right? Hmm. Um, and it hasn't actually paid off for them very well. That They've taken a, a critical drubbing with some of their films and 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 even, you know, some of the box office returns haven't been great, but they are still going there. And uh, when it comes out on March 4th, we will be there to tell you, well, how dark is it?
2: Okay. Okay. Folks, just Um, tuning in, by the way, Adam Holtz is our guest. He's director of Plugged In for Focus and the Family. And one of the things he does is exactly what he's doing with us right now, which is to kind of give you a heads up on what's coming out. Or in, in these are these are trailers and the advanced info, but a lot of the time, really, what you're putting on the site at pluggedin.com is something you've, you know, most of the time, it's something you've seen or been able to, you know, go go through thoroughly and break down by category and all that. So, but yeah, so this is good though because it's giving us a little. Hey, by the way, while we're getting into 2022, here's what's coming in advance, just so you're kind of a, at least aware of it's on your radar.
3: Yep, that's exactly right because there's so much stuff out that. You know, obviously you hear Batman, you have some idea of what we're talking about. But the next couple of movies, Turning Red, have you heard of Turning Red? I T- have, yes. Okay. So, well, you're probably in the minority because I just heard about it last week. This is going to be Pixar's new movie, uh, and it is about a giant red panda. Actually, it's a girl who turns into a giant red panda. Uh, when she gets angry or stressed out, which sounds a little bit like the Incredible Hulk to me,
2: <laughs> the
1: red version, uh, yes.
3: <laughs> but uh, Pixar always does a great job, I think, of of helping us think through maybe deeper issues than you would expect an animated film to get into. Uh, but we've also seen, with a you know a couple of Pixar's more recent offerings, um, you know we're getting you know a kind of kowtowing to some of the progressive cultural values. So. We'll be keeping an eye on, on that, and uh, we think there's going to be some spiritual stuff in this one, too. So um, it's one of the very few films this year that doesn't have a franchise or a sequel affiliation to it. I mean, there's just there's a lot of retread stuff out there this year, but that's one of the more original ones. Okay. Uh, and it comes out March 11th. That's turning
2: red. Okay.
3: Turning red. And then um, if you woke up this morning and thought, man— I really love DC's The Suicide Squad. I wish they would do some sort of animated thing that was just like that, only with animals. Well, your <laughs> prayers have been answered.
2: Wow! You know, who knew? I woke up with that very same thought this morning.
3: I know. I know <laughs> you were thinking that. I was reading your mind. Yes. Uh, April 27th, excuse me, 22nd brings us The Bad Guys, uh, which uh, is, according to Paul, a gang of anthropomorphic animal criminals. And... I don't know about you, but anywhere I can sneak in the word anthropomorphic, I always do because it makes me sound smart.
2: Hey, watch your language. This is a family program.
3: It's a family show, right? Yeah. (laughs) So we will have Mr. Wolf, Mr. Piranha, and Ms. Tarantula, uh, I'm guessing, turning into good guys to avoid jail time, even though apparently they have been bad guys. All right. You know, know, we see this anti-hero thing, which has really taken hold the last decade or so, now trickling down. To kids' movies. Okay. Um, and speaking of anti-heroes, um, I, I, I suppose I shouldn't spoil uh, the the end credit scene in Spider-Man No Way Home if you haven't seen it yet. But let's just say that uh, Doctor Strange is coming back on May 6th. This is one of the probably most anticipated movies of the year with Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. And Uh, It looks like one of his primary villains is going to be himself, that he may be fighting a different evil version of himself in the multiverse. And, you know, Marvel, I think, invented the multiverse because they realized that the linear verse that they were on was running out of options. So this this allows them to do anything they want. They can reboot the same character 14 different times, 14 different ways. Now, (laughs) that's perhaps a little bit cynical, but if you're wondering what a multiverse is, it's just... It's like our universe, only slightly different, and there are an infinite number of them. So, um, Scarlet Witch is going to be there, and there are rumors like crazy about a bazillion other Marvel superheroes that are going to be in it. Because, of course, with each one of these films, they're setting up the next one, which is both the genius and the maddening nature of the Marvel Universe. We never get to the end of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Folks, again, just tuning in, we're chatting with Adam Holtz. He's director of Plugged In with Focus in the Family, PluggedIn.com is where you can find out the different reviews from film to YouTube channels, video games, music, and all that to help you sort through what these are all about. Uh, they break them down in terms of the different um, aspects of the of the things you're talking about, the things that you're interested in, and uh, certainly bring along a Christian worldview to help you think. But as you said at the beginning, the, you, you know, you, there's a line there where you're trying to, you don't come across as here's what you need to believe, but you're saying things forthrightly too. Like, Be careful. This may be something that you're not going to tread into.
3: Right. Now, that's exactly right. We want you to be forewarned because forewarned is forearmed, as the saying goes. Just so, you know, we've all been in movies where we've had a nasty surprise. It's like, oh, I wish I would have done a little bit more research on this one because then you're left with, you know, I'm embarrassed. I'm not sure I want to sit through this content. I'm not sure I want my kids dealing with this content. What do i do now you know we just plunk down 50 bucks for tickets um mm. we walk out uh you know we don't want you to be in that boat and, and and more importantly we want you to be making decisions that ultimately are uh are really affirming and reinforcing and helping your faith and not actively working against it yeah and
2: to your point i think the last time we spoke you mentioned how part of what plugged in about really is to help you have something that maybe pause the film if it's something you rented and say, let's yeah. talk about that, right? As a family.
3: Absolutely. Right? Say, Absolutely.
2: So that's very helpful to know. We have a few minutes left here before we wrap up our time together, Adam. And I want to ask you one other question. But can you pick maybe one more thing to look forward to this year? And then I want to ask you one other question about the work you're doing.
3: Well, we have Avatar 2 coming out in December. Okay. So, if again, if you weren't laying awake thinking about Suicide Squad furry animals, maybe you were <laughs> laying awake. Wondering if James Cameron was still doing anything, and he is. So get ready for Avatar 2. And as much as I wonder if anybody still cares about Avatar, I've learned never to underestimate James Cameron. So we'll see what he has to do for us.
2: Absolutely. And if folks want to find out more about the other films that you have on your radar and certainly keep in touch throughout the year, they can do so at PluggedIn.com. We encourage folks to do that. I've, I use it all the time as we're trying to make decisions because our kids range from 11 to 23. So it's always a challenge to know how to do things and, and navigate that. Um, I just want to ask you, too, culturally speaking, and one reason why I think it's important for people to be in touch uh, with Plugged In on this, is these are films that are already you know been committed to financially by the by the studios and all that. They're ready to be released or they're, they're almost there. Which reflects something about the world we live in, right? This is our, this is kind of a statement because they're not going to spend millions of dollars on something they think won't sell. So there has to be some kind of a cultural message, if you want to call it that, or what the yep. what the people who are producing these things feel like this is where the world's at. We need to either you know hit it where it is, or even be a couple steps ahead. So right, it's kind of the as you're navigating this too. I'm guessing you have to think about these are these are reflections on our culture,
3: right? I mean, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, every film is an expression, and not only every film, any form of entertainment that is created all the way down to commercials has a worldview to it. And a worldview answers basic questions like what's normal? What's good? What should we be pursuing? What do we avoid? What's evil? What's wicked? And a culture sense of worldview changes over time. And so, even as we're being entertained, and you might think, well, does a superhero movie have a worldview? Yeah, it does. You know, there's a perspective on reality there and we seek to ask those questions with our kids. I even do it with my kids with commercials sometimes and they get annoyed with me <laughs> and roll their eyes. But, you know, other times, you know, we'll play Spot the Lie in the commercial and you know, we'll watch a commercial and they'll be like, Well, that's not true. I'm like, All right, my work here is through. So <laughs> that's um, great. You know, we're always in the process of being bombarded by somebody's values, somebody's ideas. Sometimes they're antithetical to what we believe. Sometimes they're in harmony with what we believe. A lot of times they're somewhere in between. And we have to sort through what are those ideas? What are those values? How are they influencing us? And how am I going to choose to interact with them or not?
2: I love it. Adam, thank you for taking time out of your day, my friend. Have a wonderful weekend. And we're looking forward to keeping up with you this year and uh, letting folks know what's going on. PluggedIn.com is where you can find Adam and his cohorts working on these uh, movies and films and music and all that. And uh, keep up the good work. Keep fighting the good fight. You bet, Tim. We'll talk to you again soon. That sounds great. That's Adam Holtz, director of Plugged In, with Focus in the Family. Quick break. And then we'll come back with Now That's Punny. Wrapping up our show today on the Tim Demoss Show, WFIL.
1: Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com.
2: AM560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show coming down the home stretch of the program and of the week. And that can mean just one thing. Now that's funny. Yay! And the world-famous Doug Schaub, our fine production director. Is into push my buttons. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You? I'm uh, good. I'm getting ready for the weekend. So am I. I can't wait for the Eagles game and also the uh, the snowstorm Sunday night. No snow. Just a little bit. You no. don't you don't like snow? No,
0: no, no, no. no Stop no, being the Grinch. Well, you have you can have all the snow over here. All uh, in Jersey, we'll just take rain.
2: That's true. And I guess you seem happy about it. I uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy the snow, uh, and I don't think we're supposed to get that much. But a little whitening of the landscape is always a welcome thing. You can have it. Uh, <laughs> as for our puns, are you ready? Bring them on. All right. Remember, the top row buttons are the funny ones. The medium row buttons are the mmm. And the bottom row are the ones that are boo. Thanks for uh, letting,
0: feel, letting the audience know how to handle this.
2: Feel free, <laughs> feel free to avoid the boo ones, you know, because I'm sure you'll love the, all of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I told you about this, but first off, I bought, unfortunately, the world's worst thesaurus yesterday. Really? Yeah, not only is it terrible, it's also terrible. Mm-hmm. Wow! Listen to that crowd. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, well, you can be. Gen- I want there to be genuine honesty with these. Though, if yeah, you don't yeah, like yeah, any yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm talking to my wife last night, Tina, and she was complaining that I never listened to her. Or uh, yeah, don't blame her. Something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was complaining that you never listened to her. Yeah, or, or something like that. <laughs> Does she smack you, too? Come <laughs> on, spread out. <laughs> how do you, Doug, how do you think the unthinkable? Here's a big question for you. How do I think the unthinkable? Yes. Well, I don't know. With an iceberg. You're killing
1: me, Smalls.
2: You know, but never mind. Mm-hmm. Titanic. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wintryness, you'll appreciate this one. Why did the snowman rummage through the bag of carrots? Gee, I don't knows. Because he was picking his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that coming a mile away. Here's some food for thought. <laughs> People who take care of chickens are literally chicken tenders. I like that. That's, that was good. That sort of a deep thought, right? Yeah, very well. Very here's, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Despite the high cost of living, it remains oh, popular. Really. No? no. Here's another one. Despite the high cost of living, it remains popular. Are you doing the same show again? I'm giving you nothing. Did you give me nothing? Nothing. Alright, never mind. Doug, you're a musical guy. What did the drummer name her twin daughters? Ooh, I don't know what. Anna one, and a two. Yes, indeed! <laughs> Just like George Form named all of his sons George. George, yep, yep, yep. Doug, what did the teacher do with the student's report on cheese? Not sure. Well, like all the others, she graded it. He's looking at you, kid. Speaking of grades, what grades did the pirate get on his report card? Seven C's. What would you Very do with a brain pirate. if you had one? <laughs> See, it's all a theme here I'm working on. <laughs> Uh, we had some Chinese food earlier this week, which reminds me of this next pun. Mm-hmm. What did sushi A say to sushi B? Wasabi. <laughs> we always did cucumber roll and California roll because my wife likes one of them. I can never remember which, so I always have to get one of each. It's Very urban. Yeah. So, Doug, yes. what do you call Batman if he skips church? Mm. I don't know what. Christian Bale. Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) Actor played Batman in one of the films. I know. I like the Michael Keaton one the best. (laughs) What do you call a snobby criminal going downstairs? Not sure. A condescending con descending. Yes. Yeah, that took a lot of thought there. (laughs) My brain's still smoking. (laughs) Doug, um, what can a person do If that person is scared of elevators. Mm, I don't know. How about take steps to avoid them? I had feelings for steps (laughs) were into that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thanks. Appreciate the crickets. You betcha. Speaking of which, what do you call someone who points out the obvious? Mm, Not a clue. Someone who points out the obvious. Good boy, good boy. Here, have a biscuit. Have a biscuit. <laughs> Doug, uh, I, don't know if, I, mean, I don't know if you mean—I don't know if you remember this—but cosmetic surgery used to be really taboo. Taboo. But now, when you talk about Botox, no one raises an eyebrow. <laughs> You're getting a lot of crowd cheering this time around. Woo! Just working. a few more, put everyone out of their misery. Really, Doug? What did the why did the Cyclops close his school? I
0: can't see the answer to that one.
2: Because oh, he only had one pupil. Oh, wow. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Maybe he could join the Philly, you know, half-price tuition program. There you go. And add that batch the school will <laughs> get some students for Mister Cyclops. I uh, just bought a universal. Hi, I get it. Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if I told you, but I actually bought a universal remote control. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Eagles game, mm-hmm. and when I got it, I thought to myself. This changes everything. Yes, it does. (laughs) Uh, Just a couple more, Doug, in our fine pun segment. Why did the baby cookie cry? I don't know. Why? Because its mother was away for so long. Uh, Uh-uh. A wafer. I know. Oh, come on. It's a cute little cookie. Yeah. And our last one, speaking of football. All right. How did Ebenezer Scrooge win the football game? He passed on it. Because the right. ghost of Christmas passed. I knew there was a pass yes, in there somewhere. Did. Yes, you're so I onto did. It. You're so smart. That's park crowd cheering for me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Doug, for your fine assistance in our fine program here. You're quite welcome. You're quite yeah. welcome. Doug Schaub, our production director, stepping in and pushing the buttons today. As we wrap up the program, it should be noted. I have one theme going. I have black, red, and white Vans on. Checked. My daughter gave me for Christmas. I'm just noticing this year fully. Black socks, black jeans, a red shirt, white undershirt, red underwear. Psht. I have a black and red checked mask that we have to wear if you know you're in, in certain spaces. Even the mouse I'm using for the uh, equipment is black and red. And my jacket, the brand new jacket my wife gave me, windbreaker is red. I am a walking fashion statement. It's never happened before. Probably never happened again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program. Have a wonderful weekend. We appreciate your prayers for the program. And we're looking forward to doing it again next week. Lord willing. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com dot com